thank you for coming here today. It's me, Linda Sage, on Learning From Life. One thing I can promise you, there'll be people to meet over the airways here you'll never forget. Some, as long as you live. Let's just say, most have had what could be termed as an interesting life. It's not what happens, it's how you deal with it. And one line from any of them could change the way you deal with things forever. They'll be landing from all parts of the planet, all ages, backgrounds and experiences. Telling the truth of how it was and how they manage things may just help you miss a rock or two along your road too. Hi and welcome to this week's uh, podcast. I'm Linda Sage and again I have amazing guests with me. The lovely lady I have with me this week is Monotti Parikhi, I think, or how, how do you say your name? Minotti Parik, yeah. No, I wasn't far out. Always with different names, it uh, different pronunciations. I know. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us. And uh, hopefully in the next 20 minutes, we're going to be having a chat about you and uh, your experiences in life and the advice that uh, you want to be passing on. Yeah. Um, so if we could if we could start, let's know a little bit about you and, and what you do and uh, up to date. Uh, <laughs> right, so uh, I'm the I'm the founder of TPL Experiences. Um, at TPL Experiences, we design and deliver personalized team building and soft skill training programs for organizations. Uh, the main focus being on increasing confidence and the overall well-being of teams. Um, I've been doing this for. Uh, well, the business was set up three years back, but I've been doing this as as a role as a consultant for the last 15 years. Uh, I've worked with over 100 global brands uh, and traveled to more than 25 countries to deliver employee engagement and employee recognition programs. Um, along with that, I've also I'm also a master of ceremonies, so I present award nights, charity balls, have presented over 1,600 events. Um, across the globe and have uh, shared the stage with the president of India, the prime minister of India, so on and so forth. Um, and also I've, I've, I've been a TV presenter. So I used to have my own sports show back in India. Wow. It almost feels like it almost feels like another bird to be honest, Linda, but yeah, I used to have my own TV show. It, it, um, it was uh, on the national sports channel in India uh, and I used to present the motorbiking and the um, car rally championship, uh, and I've done about eight seasons of, of that show as well. So, yeah. So, a, a seasoned broadcaster. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, so, what what about you as, as a person? Tell us a little bit about you, you as your background. Um. So I've, I was born in Bombay, in Mumbai now, um, uh, raised in India, and I relocated to Leeds about five years back. And uh, yeah, I kind of, in in terms of life in Bombay, obviously, as you would imagine, it, it was very, very different to uh, the life that I lead uh, over here in this country now. Um, but yeah, it, 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 I'm... Uh, my mom was a professor in in um, a college, so she was always very much, uh, you know, in terms of academics. She was always about, okay, you need to you need to graduate, you need to have some great scores, you need to have a career, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, 
So it did come as a surprise when uh, I chose to uh, pursue a career, uh, uh, that of a master of ceremonies, because it's it's quite an odd sort of, at least in India, it was kind of unheard of. Not too many people knew what a master of ceremonies does. So it was interesting to uh, break the, the taboo in, in that sense and kind of um, get on a, a journey and pursue a career that's uh, very niche. And uh, it did come with its own challenges because I'm pretty sure my relatives, even till date, don't know what I do for a living because they'd be like, what, what does MC stand for? You know, so... So um, it, it it was interesting in terms of my professional life that um, I had to keep on explaining what I did for a living and that I did make money and I was just not told to hold the mic free of cost, um, you know. So uh, and plus, of course, you know, when when I was growing up, I guess um, being a speaker was never really on the agenda because I was, you know, I used to have a massive complex in terms of. Uh, communicating I remember I used to write chits to my mom as well because I would get so scared to open my mouth and speak to her and she's not even like a like a strict mom she's a very chilled out mom so I don't know why I was so scared of, of speaking to her but I used to actually write what I wanted to t tell her and and pass it on in uh, over letters uh, through letters so uh, from there to to actually making a living uh, out of speaking, you know, was, was anyway a massive sort of a journey of, of self-realization for me. And then, uh, yeah, from there on, uh, began uh, started uh, presenting shows and that led me to being a TV presenter. That again was an interesting journey because uh, not too many people uh, kind of accepted the fact that I'm a female presenter doing a, presenting a very male-dominated sport. So um, for the first two years of my presenting, the bikers and the car drivers would actually refuse to give me that interview because they would be like, she's a girl, she, she wouldn't know anything about bikes or she wouldn't know anything about cars. So um, uh, to face that sort of a challenge and, and actually overcome that um, massive mindset barrier it's also been quite an interesting phase of my life. And did, I think... Did you actually sorry. have to learn something about bikes and cars to be able to do it? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, well, well, that was the prerequisite anyway to start with when presenting uh, as well. Like I had to go through a, a series of auditions to be finally chosen because I'm sure you can imagine it's anyway very tough to get into television yeah. and then to actually become a... Um, a presenter of your own show in a very male-dominated sort of an environment it was was challenging to start with. But when I when I went for my first day of the shoot, I remember how happy I was that you know I finally made it and I I was the chosen one, etc. And there I was on on the tracks, absolutely petrified and very very depressed that there was nobody wanting to even stand next to me and, and actually uh, allow me to ask them a question so I was not anticipating that at all um, so it came as a huge shock to me that oh my god okay this this is uh, you know this is much more than just knowledge of bikes it's it's more about um, breaking people's um, preconceived notions about what a female what a woman can do and can't do 
so yeah, I used to I used to read up a lot on bikes, and I think uh, it took them few it took them good two seasons to realize that I do understand bikes. Not that I love bikes, but I <laughs> do understand how how it functions, and and you know I do understand what I'm talking about. Um, and that's when they're like, oh, okay, you know, so okay, fine, we'll we'll give you uh, an interview bike, like you know they're doing me a major favor. But yeah, there you are. <laughs> I mean, um, that must have been a huge thing, especially with the, with your culture as well, because of yeah. the female role and as it seemed, not only for men, but also yeah. for, for older women and, and things. It must have been a huge uh, cultural statement, really. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I, like I said, I mean, imagine my family as well, like n- not my not my parents, but my extended family, they would look down upon the profession in general because it was not your you know your your kind of standard mandatory accountant or um, engineer or doctor sort of a role which uh, Indian parents are very obsessed with mm-hmm. um, so it was not none of those options it was just completely different sort of an industry um, and then to go on to being a, a TV presenter where I think I think for people it was more out of just their own sort of you know what they've been told since centuries that a girl is supposed is only good when she's at home cooking for the family. I think that's when they all come with those sort of mindsets. Then obviously you can imagine that uh, you know there you see a girl wearing uh, you know clothes that she she's comfortable in, um, being confident, believing in herself, and and just being out there. Uh, shoulder to shoulder is is a massive massive shock to the system so yeah it was it, it was interesting for from all ends for men and women you know it wasn't that i was just fighting the mindset of men. Uh, no, yeah. no, no, I can understand that, the the women as well, and especially even perhaps your own grandparents, you know, your, yeah. your parents seem quite you know, um, educated and forward thinking, but even the older generation must have found that quite difficult. Yeah, absolutely. So, And then your huge move to another country. I know. <laughs> you, you don't take on small challenges, you only take no. on big challenges. <laughs> You know, I, I kind of realized that when I was when I was talking to somebody else, you know, I, I don't I don't I, I've never seen myself as an adventurer or a risk taker. But uh, apparently I think I am one, you know. So, yeah, it, it came as a I think that really came as a huge shock to my parents because my, my my dad's best especially I think he was not at all happy with my decision to suddenly leave a very um, successful career as a master of ceremonies and and a television presenter and and just relocate to another country, um, but uh, as as cliched as it may sound, it was love that got me here. So my then uh, fiance was working in Leeds and uh, he liked life here and he he thought that it would be a good sort of an experience for me to explore um and uh, me being me I took that up as a challenge as well I'm like okay can I can I set up again in a new country let me take this up as a challenge and I took it up <laughs> did, did it open a lot more doors for you or did it give you a, a lot more headaches really of, of things to overcome first I think in the short term it was uh, a lot of a lot of headache and 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 I think for in the short term I'll be honest I felt like I made I had made the biggest blunder and the biggest mistake of my life to in, in moving to a new country because 
as you can imagine, when you're self-employed, when you're a consultant, your reputation is really what gets you work. And, and um, it is so hard to build that. It takes years and years of hard work and dedication to build a career as a self-employed and to have that set of clients who trust you and, and give you constant work. And then to actually leave all of that and, and start afresh and actually reintroduce yourself again to a completely new environment, to a completely new industry, a different culture was a massive task. And I don't think I had thought this through. Um, I think it was a slightly impulsive decision uh, to begin with. But now in hindsight, I felt like I feel like, yes, it, it was the right decision because in the long term, it has it has proved to be a lot more beneficial in terms of um, opportunities, in terms of even the quality of life uh, in this country. So, yeah, hindsight, great decision. But at that time in 2015, if you were to meet me, I was this one very depressed, uh, sulking, sad lady <laughs> who, who could go on about her soft story to anybody who get to you. <laughs> and, and also, I mean, you know, if you've come to, to the lead not knowing anybody in a romantic yeah. relationship, that puts a, a real, real lot of power and stress on that relationship as well. Absolutely. And and let me tell you that we, we were in a long distance. So it was not like we'd actually spend that much time together in the same sort of uh, country or city for very long. So, um, you know, adjusting to all of that was, yeah, it, 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 did, uh, it did put a lot of strain to the relationship because, I mean, in India, if, if anybody knows anybody, anything about India, it's the people and, and the number of people. So, you know, when you're used to meeting at least 20 people in the normal days um, in among, in 24 hours, you know, from your milkman to your maid, to your driver, to your watchman. It's just so many people you meet every day and suddenly you're put in this country where everything is, where, where you're taught to be independent, where you do everything by yourself and where, uh, you know, you don't really see that many people. Um, it was very, it was a cultural shock to me that, uh, you know, my husband didn't know his neighbors. I'm like, okay, that's odd, you know. <laughs> Why um, wouldn't you know your neighbors? <laughs> you, you, you must have felt very, very isolated. Yes, very, very isolated. And, and and I think that was one of the main reasons why I felt like, okay, this this is not going to happen. I should probably move back to India as well in, in the first year of, of getting here. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I guess you you just stick it stick it out and then just um, get yourself together, pull yourself up, and be like, okay, this is this is a challenge you wanted to take, and you you're here, so take it and bring it on, sort of a thing. So was it was there any sort of uh, information or advice that you were given at that time that yeah sort of really helped you through anything? Um, I think uh, so. The first year, I think it was a lot of just just general emotional support that people were giving me, uh, you know, in terms of, yeah, it's a new life. Just, just give yourself that time. Don't be so hard on yourself, etc. But I think the thing, the turning point uh, would definitely be when I decided to launch my business, um, TPL uh, in, in 2016. Um, I, again, you know, because I was new to the country, I did not know anyone. I did not even have friends who I could say, you know, will, will you buy my services? I, I just did not know any anyone. 
so I just did what my father um, always told me uh, that just just ask, you know, there's there's no harm in asking the maximum. The worst that could happen is the person will say no, you know, no, she can't help or no, he can't help. But at least ask. And um, that's what I did. I, I went on LinkedIn. I still remember I, I got on LinkedIn. I didn't have any contacts that were based in, in Leeds in England, actually. I just typed in um, enterprise and Leeds. Those were the two search words I typed. And the first name that came up was um, the head of uh, enterprise in Leeds University. And uh, I just I just messaged him. I'm like, OK, hi, I'm, I'm new to the country and I want to set up my business. Uh, can you help? And um, he he's the first person I, I met. He's the first he's the person who introduced me to uh, Princess Trust, where I did my enterprise course. He's the person who introduced me to my first client. Uh, and that's how really the, the ball got rolling and, and it all began from there. So I think that that was a very interesting um, point in my life where all I really did was just got out of my sort of a. Um, something was holding me back and i'm sure that's the case with everyone some something inside you is holding you back from not doing that thing that you're supposed to do and if you just allow yourself to do it um you know things can can really change for the better and that's really what happened um i went on uh, i asked this professor and his reply to me was really that i don't know you and i don't know if i can help you but i definitely want to meet you because the, of the sheer courage you showed to to reach out to me uh, and and you know come and meet me see me at the university um and that pretty much changed my life Oh, that's, that's a fantastic story. And the generosity as well of somebody. Again, yep. if, if you ask, somebody is out there and they have the knowledge, whereas if you don't ask, you could be pondering this for, for years. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the mantra that I've kept in mind whenever I have faced any situation. And I, I must say that I think people people are there to, to help and people there are, there are so many people who genuinely want to help. Uh, but like you said, you know, if you if you don't ask, they want to know and they won't be able to help. So just ask, you know. So if uh, somebody was starting out uh, now and just uh, thinking, like you said, like the imposter syndrome or who would want yes. to listen to me or, you know, I, I'm not good enough to be doing this. What sort of advice would you give to them? Um, I think. Obviously, when you when you think about starting or, for example, starting a business as well, I think it's very important for you to understand uh, what your strengths are and what you are there to um, to add in terms of your services, your product. This is really create some sort of value. Uh, and the second thing would be to just I know it sounds very easy, but uh, and then probably difficult to implement, but just believe in yourself believe in your capabilities um and believe that you are unique and you've got something unique to offer no matter what your background is no matter what your story is no matter how educated um you are you've got something unique to offer to the world the world needs that just to show up in your true self and and speak up and and you're going to do yourself a big big favor and that's really, really good advice. And uh, I think it's one of the things that very often we, we forget to uh, just say, oh, OK, we can find help in all sorts of places. Yeah. And, and I think Leeds especially and Yorkshire in general as well, it's, it's a brilliant, brilliant space to 
start off your business because the, the, the sort of help that you have out there is unimaginable and i know for a matter of fact that i wouldn't be have been able to set up my business um and and kind of get it to this level even in india even despite the fact that i am from that country uh because of the support that you have over here is just exceptional uh but you need to go out there and kind of look it up and and do your research you need to invest time in that yeah. uh, but once you do you know it, you've, you've got endless opportunities to explore fantastic and unfortunately like always time gets the better of us because I'm sure we could be talking here for hours because you've got such a fantastic uh, story to to share with people so maybe we can do some more another time but how can people get in touch with you um through my my website if they could get on to www.tplexperiences.com or my personal website minotiparik.com um they can book in a call with me uh and yeah get to know more about my services what i'm uh what i offer and also if there's anybody who wants any sort of support and and help as well i do mentor um students and young girls especially uh and that's one of the one of my paid forward initiatives that i, I that i do every year um so yeah if there's anybody who needs any sort of support as well i'm more than happy to help that's so wonderful reach, yeah reach out to me on my website and drop me a line that's lovely well thank you so much for your time today and uh hopefully um, if anybody got any questions they can drop us a line and we will pass them on as well so thank you Minosti. thank you for much for your time really appreciate it Thank you very, very much, Linda. So we've come to an end today. Hopefully you've got some really uh, gems of information here. There's so much information, so listen to it a couple of times over just to make sure that uh, you're, you've got all the pieces of information. Maybe, you know, sometimes we listen to something once and, you know, it doesn't all go in. So, you know, several times over makes just a difference. I will be with you again on the uh, next one. So thank you for joining us and uh, up until then... Be kind to yourself. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. This podcast was recorded in conjunction with the Chapel FM Art Centre and East Leeds FM radio station. For more information about them and all the good work that they do is www.elfm.co.uk. And to know more about what Linda Sage is doing, her website is www.elfm.co.uk lindasage.com also on all the other social medias